Hello and welcome to the WTF1 podcast. I'm Katie and I'm joined by Tommy and oh my goodness, what a qualifying for the Bahrain Grand Prix. Tommy, tell me straight away, how are you feeling? Are you still buzzing? It's been a few hours now, but I'm just so full of excitement and happiness that F1 is back. I've never been so buzzing about a Max Verstappen <laughs> P2 in my entire life. Yeah, it was just awesome. To have F1 back, to have a session like that, there are so many stories we just had to jump on like a little post-quality podcast because we've got a race tomorrow and we always we always think like, oh, we'll talk about qualifying in the podcast on Monday, but then so much will happen in the race that we just we won't even touch on it. So thought, why not? Because there's so many things, so many things have happened. It's insane. It really is. I mean, let's start with kind of the big headline, which is Charles Leclerc managed to get his 10th career pole position. The Ferrari hype train very much left the station. I know we've been joking about it, but we've now got physical evidence. We have a Ferrari on pole for the first race of the season. I mean, be honest with me. I know you put it on your prediction sheet. Did you put a Leclerc pole as your your I did, yeah, I did. I went. Was that I an anti-jinx? <laughs> no, I did actually think Leclerc might do it. Uh, I thought Leclerc. I, I, I went. Yeah, Leclerc Verstappen, and then completely uh, overestimated the Mercedes sandbagging, which we'll get into later. But yeah, I'm sure Matt is the smuggest guy in the world in the world right now because yeah, he has literally called the Ferrari hype train, and it looks like um, until Merck catch up, which wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it's going to be Verstappen versus Ferrari for the for the wins at the moment. Um, and well, I mean Verstappen and Leclerc have a lot of history as well. So incident, <laughs> yeah, just an incident. So yeah, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be exciting. How we because you, you went in the quali watch along. Were you screaming at the telly as well? Yeah, I mean, I was having to have like my laptop on my um, my legs and I had my phone as well. So I couldn't do my normal like running up and down and screaming at the telly. I had to kind of focus in a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, like I found when we got into Q3, I was literally shaking like the final few moments of Q3 because I just had so much excitement and adrenaline in me. Because I, I had an idea that it would probably be Verstappen or, uh, you know, maybe science was even looking like, you know, yeah. pretty promising at one point. Um, but I just, I feel like I still haven't quite processed it. The fact we got both Hasses into, well, Hass into Q3, um, Hulkenberg out qualifying, Stroll, all of these things we will delve into more. Um, but yeah, you mentioned there Mercedes because, you know, we have got much experience of Mercedes going into a new season saying oh you know this year we might struggle a little bit and then they come to Bahrain or Australia or Austria wherever the first race is and then we end up slamming it on pole and winning the race and everybody's like oh here we go again but it's got to the point now where there's you know the old folklore tale of the boy that cried wolf no pun intended the team that cried wolf that's going to be like the headline a netflix, isn't it, for, uh, a netflix yeah. episode that will be year. a netflix episode the team that cried wolf yeah <laughs> calling Called it now it. copyright yeah. claim now yeah do that netflix if you're listening we want some credit please um but yeah they very much did that and so when they came into the new season everyone's joking about the sandbagging and we saw a few really like tasty laps in fp3 of the mercedes but like they're not they're not really properly joking like they're actually quite they're struggling quite a lot i mean was it I mean, Hamilton? nowhere near they're nowhere near ferrari and they, they, no. they definitely like well 
I say they over exaggerated about the whole like we're slower than Alfa Romeo. Bottas split the Mercedes. Oh, Russell. Bottas. <laughs> Russ, Russell had an absolute shocker. I mean, uh, Hamilton was fifth. Uh, yes. Yeah, Hamilton was fifth. Um, I should probably get the order up actually. Um, but yeah, Hamilton fifth. Uh, but George Russell down in ninth. Um, I was uh, maybe naive enough to think, you know, Russell's been great at qualifying. Mm. Um, and maybe, you know, he could beat Hamilton. Uh, but no, he had an absolute he had shocker. shocker. He had an, he did have an absolute shocker. I mean, he he got out qualified by a house, which we'll go into later as well. I mean, that's absolutely insane. What is 2022 <laughs> already? But I mean, yeah, Mercedes, they they weren't they weren't lying really. Um no. and yeah. Absolutely be careful what crazy. you keep saying, and then eventually it might come true, right? Be careful what it you is, say. It's so true. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Russell. I mean, before qualifying started, we had a quick phone call to talk through plans and stuff. And I think I said to you, like, I think Russell could out-qualify Hamilton here. And that's not you know, some people be like, really? You know, Hamilton, seven-time world champion. That's not outrageous. Like, he did beat him no. in every single, most practices, practice, wasn't it? Yeah. All practice sessions, he beat uh, beat Hamilton. And also, you know, he comes with the nickname Mr. Saturday because he can put, well, he put that Williams in places it shouldn't have been. I mean, look at Spa, look at Sochi. Uh, you know, he had an amazing track record of, of really outperforming the car. And as a Mercedes seemed to be a car that has got, you know, these visible issues, I thought maybe George could do a little something here, but no, it's kind of just all fallen apart. And, you know, looking at the... Now if everyone, (laughs) sorry, if now everyone says, uh, I mean, Alex Alban out-qualified Latifi by a second. So uh, that's not not done George's (laughs) stock any good either, has it? Um, Oh, no. The amount of people going, George Russell washed on social media. And I'm like, why is it? I know it's a joke. It's one race. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Very much so. But yeah, like looking at the people who did better than Russell in that qualifying, Fernando Alonso, Kevin Magnussen. I mean, what an In a house. In a house. <laughs> uh, Valtteri Bottas, obviously ex-Mercedes guy. Um, yes. If you said at the start of the year, Magnussen <laughs> would beat Russell. Firstly, you'd be like, well, why is Magnussen in the house? <laughs> and then secondly... How on earth is a Haas out-qualified a Mercedes? I, I literally cannot get over that. Uh, I'm just looking at Formula One's graphic now and seeing that Haas logo <laughs> uh, above a Mercedes logo on the grid and it's that like being, that being actual pace. Like, I know Russell, well, Russell made a mistake, but still, like it wasn't a wet session or you know they were on different tyres or anything like that. In a normal dry qualifying session, Kevin Magnussen in a house is starting ahead of a Mercedes. What a- <laughs> on earth is going on? It makes no sense. And especially, you know, Kevin's had a whole year out of Formula One. That's another thing to think about. He only found out like last Wednesday that he was going to be back in F1 again. He's had no time to properly train. Like some of these drivers have probably been spending their entire winter break, like not eating anything with a single calorie in it. Just you know, making sure they're at their absolute best physically, mentally. Kevin Magnuson gets a call from Gunter. Hi, babes. Do you fancy driving a car? I'll go on then. And then flying over to Bahrain and like doing testing and all this media duty and then qualifies 
in blimmin p7 in a house it's just unbelievable but it's awesome i think i was having this discussion with my wife i think uh we we were both saying that like gunther absolutely loves magnuson and i know like netflix tried to make it sound like they had beef but magnuson is like a steiner driver like no nonsense like yep. raw speed bit bit crazy and uh there's been i have to tweet a really wholesome picture of steiner's reaction when magnuson came back to the the pits and it's just awesome like that is such a such a great story uh of everything that like went on with Haas over over the uh thing it can't be sort of like downplayed enough that uh, i can't believe they're p7 it is honestly it feels like a dream uh and then yeah we've not even mentioned bottas uh who of all <laughs> of all like will start alongside hamilton but he's not i think if if you said like to a casual fan like Bottas is alongside Hamilton. They'd be like, okay, that's fairly normal. No, no, Bottas is at Alfa Romeo now. They're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It, it's absolutely obscene. Like seeing the names of these teams within the top 10 is just, my brain still can't process it. I mean, Alfa Romeo, you know, last year they had some great little glimpses of hope with Giovinazzi when his contract was on the line. You know, I think he got it like P7, was it in um the netherlands yeah, example yeah. and in monza i feel like that could be i mean i'm just it was it was as soon as it. as soon as he was announced that he was pretty much fired he decided to put yeah it was like <laughs> i'm gonna do something good here um so you know alfa romeo have made q3 in the last year but normally you can kind of go mm, the alphas and the hasses they're you know they're safe being knocked out in q1 like we don't, you don't have to worry about things. But the people that got knocked out in Q1, Yuki Tsunoda, yes, he'd had a few issues with his car oh, earlier God. on in the day, but not great. Nico Hulkenberg, fair enough, you know, he's been given the call up even later notice than Kevin Magnussen. Yeah. But he he's going to be lining up 17th tomorrow. Daniel Ricciardo, I mean, crikey, like McLaren had an absolute shocker, which we'll talk about more. But, you know, yes, he's getting over COVID. He missed testing last week, but still 18th in a McLaren is a shocking result. Stroll in 19th, also bad. Aston Martin really not having a good time. And Latifi down uh, in 20th. How Stroll's but, been out-qualified by Hulkenberg when oh, it's so first, uh, again, uh, <laughs> after, you know, Hulkenberg has done well. Practice was the first time we'd ever driven that car, and Stroll's yeah. done all that testing, all the winter to prepare, and Hulkenberg's out qualified him. But similar stories like Ricardo and Sonoda. I mean, people will moan at me for saying like, "Oh, you're just defending Sonoda." Um, I'm I'm very worried about Sonoda's future, and I think if this keeps happening, like I don't think he will last, especially now like the Honda ties are cut and stuff. They won't keep him for another another year especially as uh, there's formula two on right now and there's two red bull drivers on the podium uh, as <laughs> i'm literally to my right as i'm watching um so yeah sonoda can be a bit worried but daniel ricardo is an experienced racing driver and i know he missed uh, it's been a tough start but that is not the way you want to start the year and mclaren i can't believe it 13th and 18th when after barcelona there's lando popping it in p1 and everyone going oh my god McLaren hype train, uh, you know, they're going to maybe up, be up there with Ferrari and they're absolutely awful. Like they're, they're, they're genuinely like going to struggle to get points. It's absolutely 
crazy. Like I did, I I could not have seen McLaren uh, after Barcelona. McLaren's season and performance just having such a nosedive already. Oh, it is totally shocking. And I mean, for, you know, Mercedes and the power units that they provide to other teams as well. I know that there are other issues um, and obviously with the freeze on the power units and stuff like that, there there's not going to be too many things that have changed over the winter break. But like looking at how the Mercedes yeah, powered cars, you've got both Astons out in, in Q1. You've got the Williams, yes, Albon managed to deliver a better result than his teammate Albon starting 14th tomorrow. But yeah, even um, like the McLarens are yeah. struggling. And then so, they can't that, that good themselves. So yeah, it just proves what a strong package the Ferrari is because yeah, you got one on pole, one in third, and then Alpha and Haas <laughs> yeah. you know, making it through. So obviously the upgrades that Ferrari brought to the uh, power units last year have been hugely Let's <laughs> hope it's legal this but... time, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't even start <laughs> with your jinxing powers. You just need a puff. <laughs> uh, well, well, I will say actually um, that uh, if anyone remembers my, I think it might have been the very last predict. We made a prediction of what we think, like make one bold prediction for 2022. Matt's, I, I sorry, Kate, I can't remember yours, but obviously I, I know I, I know Matt's because he's never stopped going on about it. But it's obviously Charles Leclerc. Mine was that Bottas would uh, surprise everyone in qualifying and show that actually he's a lot better than people give him credit for. And I'm going to say, I'm claiming that already because <laughs> P6, awesome. I just That's got, I, I literally just looking at this grid, flabbergasted, to be honest. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> it is crazy. Do you know what? I can't even remember my own prediction. It was so long ago. Oh, was this the one that was like biggest surprise? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. So. so I found it. So uh, you said Bottas better than people give him credit for. So, yeah, you can take that. Uh, Matt said Mick Schumacher. I said podium result for both Alpha Tauri drivers. I mean, Ooh, <laughs> Sonoda. That's not looking that great at the moment. <laughs> no, not great. Biggest letdown. Matt said Mercedes off the pace because, of course, oh, he did. Wow. And we, but you said Mercedes domination. <laughs> oh, well, I've had an L well, there. It, yeah, it's still early days. Yeah. And then, oh no, mine, mine might even be worse. I said Haas won't improve on 2021. <laughs> well, I mean, after the first <laughs> session, that looked, oh. um, looked like it would happen. But hey. Dearie me, I'm not looking back at that because that's just so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the predictions that I've made compared to what's happened. Uh, but yeah, so Bottas, insane job. Magnussen, brilliant job. Um, also, I'd just like to give a little shout out to Zhou Guanyu, Guanyu Zhou. Apparently he does prefer Zhou Guanyu. So I feel like that's okay. what we should go with on the podcast. Um, but yeah, making it through to Q2 on your debut. You know, I know that um, obviously that Alpha's looking pretty tasty in terms of pace and uh, it maybe is handling a bit better than some of the other cars below them. But I still think that's a huge, huge well done. And also yeah, Sergio Perez. I know Sergio Perez is slightly different because he is in a very quick car with that Red Bull. But he is somebody who struggled massively last year with qualifying. So to put it P4, and he seemed to think that he could have put it P3, but he had a bad final corner, which cost him. So I would just like to say, well done, Sergio Perez, because... None of us put him in our top five. 
no and we got abused for it on twitter because people are like oh pete you just hate sergio perez i love yeah. sergio it's perez. literally like, a prediction and he's yeah. been great at qualifying and i'm glad to see that he has picked it up and yeah i i will echo that what you said about joe guan yu he i mean it's not easy like it's easy to say that bottas is sixth but one he's a rookie and two i mean look where sonoda is i know sonoda had a difficult um mm-hmm. a difficult session in fp3 where he didn't get any running daniel, i mean he's out qualified daniel ricardo on his debut that's pretty that's pretty tasty so fair play to him yeah very much so well done are there any other people that you want to shout out as like let's go for biggest winners after quali let's talk about that let's keep it keep the mood high <laughs> and then we'll or maybe we should switch it around so we don't end on a bad note we won't end on a bad note actually i'll make sure we don't but like who else has impressed you apart from the obvious uh well if i look down the grid um leclerc goes without saying so obviously he's on pole oh, yeah. <laughs> um bottas magnuson we've already applauded them for their efforts uh gwen alex alban again we kind of already mentioned the people i think alex alban deserves uh, a bit of credit as well because the williams look especially at the hands of latifi clearly the worst car and the fact that alban's put it in p14 um not decent. bad <laughs> yeah yeah decent yeah. so so fair play to him uh what about you i don't I'm trying to think if there's anyone else really there mick, not- i mean mick schumacher's been a a good result he's starting p12 which is probably like the highest he's started the grand prix because he's normally used to qualifying like either 19th or he had a few little uh you know brilliant appearances into q2 last year but yeah mick mix looks pretty good he also made a, a mistake on his final lap as well um which would have been costly so who knows we could have even seen two hasses into q3 i think i would have fallen wow. off my chair if that had happened um but yeah generally there's been so many good performances up and down the grid which is awesome to see um and then yeah biggest losers after quality drivers teams whatever you feel feel like uh russell teams. definitely uh yeah. without without a doubt that is about as worse as it could have been for Russell, especially making the mistake and then just the embarrassment. There's actually, uh, we, we sort of briefly mentioned uh, a few funny uh, sort of everyone saying that Russell is washed and all this thing. And it, it is so funny how memes come back to bite you. And uh, if you remember after Imola, uh, Russell's quote about Bottas was he shouldn't be P9 in a Mercedes. And uh, look where he's qualified. <laughs> Literally just... couldn't. You could not write it. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's so That's bad. So savage. Honestly, um, people on social media are like the cruelest people. But also, it's so but it's funny. so funny, <laughs> and it it's part of like the hilarity. Sometimes you just game. gotta you just gotta laugh yeah. at it. Um, but yeah, other biggest losers: McLaren, mm. uh, really bad, and. Sonoda is very disappointing um and I'd say Aston Martin particularly Lance Stroll because I know a lot of people do rate Lance Stroll um I'm not one of them (laughs) (laughs) I mean come on he's had all that he's all had all that testing and stuff um I don't I don't um think he's as bad as a lot of people give him credit for but some people are really hype him and I don't I don't see it personally but to be out qualified by Hulkenberg, who's not really done any testing, is is not great for him. So, yeah, to be on the back row, Aston Martin, what, uh, they're another team that, 
you know, there was meant to be a hype five, train. Five-year plan. Five-year yeah, plan. Re- new regs. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyone else you'd say in there that can take a take an L? <laughs> take an L. No, I feel, yeah, Ricardo and Stroll are probably the two that stand out to me as in they really not done too well. I mean, Ricardo said he was disappointed but not surprised. I mean, he's clearly been... He is, yeah, um, with the performance there. So, I mean, it's still going to sting. There's no doubt about it. You don't want to be seeing yourself down on, you know, the penultimate um, line of the, like, starting line of the grid. But, um, yeah, just stroll. It's, I just don't get it. I don't get why the Aston Martins are so bad. You know, they've brought so many people over there. I very much doubt, you know, because Otmar's jump ship, that that's why they're doing poor things but um yeah i i guess you just gotta think it's the first race of the season katie there's another 22 qualifyings that will happen updates will come also it's all a big learning process like one thing i saw that was quite interesting that lando norris said uh when i think it was sky maybe that was asking him what's the biggest difference are you really surprised that you know you were so good in barcelona and so bad here and he said he said track dependent Mm. now that's really interesting if that is the case because could we see like it being mixed up every different race like imagine if some some people like the poor poising issues and all this like it it is just certain cars work at certain tracks and imagine you know if we do go to the next race and it's completely reshuffled again like how incredible would that be i don't think i'd be able to cope uh, i was gonna say my health <laughs> my health would just deteriorate i would be a skeleton <laughs> yeah. by the end of the season like if that is the case but yeah i mean we go to saudi after bahrain and that's going to be such a different track in terms of that i mean that's a street circuit so um yeah it's gonna be oh my gosh it's gonna be such a roller coaster of emotions this season but I am so ready for it. And honestly, like just the vibe that F1's come back, like in the UK, I don't know if I can speak for everyone else, but like the sun is shining. Uh, yeah. It's beautiful weather. And I had a really great lunch today, which also <laughs> helped. And the F1 was on. And now I can like chill out this evening, writing about Formula One because it's back in my life. And just, I'm on Just seen a Marshall's bum on the F2. Oh, don't even start. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Some poor, imagine that though. Like you're on, you're covering. You'd be like, Marshall. why? Yeah, you'd be like, why was the camera on me at that point? Yeah. If anyone hadn't seen it, I'm sure they've seen it on uh, online. But yeah, poor guy. But um, buy belts, I'm afraid. That's my advice. Maybe that's my final thought. Casey's buy a belt. Top tip. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, but uh, that would would probably be pretty mortifying for that poor chap. So hopefully, hopefully <laughs> he's all right and he's not too traumatized to not come to the track tomorrow. Before, yeah. Oh, before we go, I think we should have a turn one prediction. Oh no. Okay. Mm. I think Max is a hundred percent sending it if he gets a decent start. <laughs> Uh, and probably uh, oh that they're not yeah Leclerc and Verstappen are not going to give each other an inch are they it's going to be incident (laughs) incident it was an incident (laughs) oh I don't know I don't know I feel like I'm just trying to have a look down the grid because yeah the turn one between Leclerc and Verstappen is going to be fascinating but once again 
my heart rate. My my who, Apple who do you think is going to be going. Who do you think is going to lead uh, on that one? What's your gut telling you? There's, there's, there's one. <laughs> oh my god, same. I was like, my heart is gravitating towards science as I'm mine's, looking at the time. Mine timings. is uh, mine's science. Leclerc has up and crash into each other, and you're doing your podcast on your own tomorrow uh, on Monday because me and Matt are mourning. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> friends <morning>. anymore. <laughs> yeah, we want Sergio Perez to uh, to win the race tomorrow, and I'll be super hyped for that. But oh my gosh, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, because I I keep gravitating towards science, but maybe we're just too absolutely crazy uh people predicting that but don't forget a few years ago at the Bahrain Grand Prix wasn't it like Leclerc Verstappen and someone else got caught up in like a turn one tussle or maybe it's a little bit further yeah. on in and the who lap. won that race Sergio Perez there you go there's your Damn. I think that's a good final thought to be honest I do too oh, in I'm, song. So, I'm so happy that F1's back I could literally just chat for hours <laughs> but uh yeah we should wrap it up otherwise we will be here until like the race tomorrow uh but yeah thank you so much tommy for spending those few minutes with me talking through what was an absolutely insane qualifying don't forget if you're listening to this to give us a thumbs up subscribe on your podcast platform of choice uh thank you as well in case you listen to this um we also hit a million subscribers on youtube this week which is absolutely incredible just in time for the new season and tweet us let us know who you think is going to be leading into turn one tomorrow who was your hero who was your zero of quali and yeah tommy thank you again and i won't ask you for final thoughts because i'm not mean <laughs> but um i'll see you on monday for our post race podcast don't forget bring it subscribe yeah join team wtf1 if you want to see us record that live on monday uh and if you're not team wtf1 then you're just gonna have to be patient and wait for it to come out on podcast platform of your choice awesome i'm just so excited i could literally just i'm gonna stay up i think until tomorrow until the race i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm just so full of adrenaline and, and then fall asleep at the start yeah you'll be just i'll just be so knackered but yeah thank you again and uh we'll see you on monday bye 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 bye, bye.